Hello, you are listening to the Tommy Comfort Podcast. This series is titled Harsh Realities, which deals with disappointment. Disappointment is when harsh realities shatters hopeful expectations. Join Tommy and friends for some candid talks about their faith and struggles. The way I see rejection is, especially undealt rejection, it's kind of like shackles on your feet and you're just mm-hmm. constantly walking with these shackles. And yeah, you can say, well, I'm walking, you know, I'm still functioning, but you're not functioning as free as you could without mm-hmm. those shackles. Snap along, laugh along as they explore how to overcome harsh realities such as heartbreak, temptation, insecurities and more. Hey everyone, my name is Tommy Comfort and I am joined by my sister Gloria. Hey guys. Hey Gloria. Hey everyone. You know the last time Gloria was on here, she was <laughs> single. <clears throat> You still single? Yeah, technically I'm still single. You still single? But now I'm single with a, a ring, ring on my <laughs> finger. So yeah, four months to go. We're nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly, nearly there. there. We thank God. Well, you know, I wanted her to come to Nigeria to find a husband. That was not going to happen, guys. I wanted her to find herself Everyone a was great. Everyone and fasting that I'll Yoruba find man. husband. Look a, at God. A, it didn't work. a Yoruba man that will be pounding pound of jam for you. That man is for you. Not for me. <laughs> that was not my portion. <laughs> I claim it. Amen, take it, girl. If you're zero and you can cook. Take it, girl. We welcome it mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Speak it into existence. That's a lie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Lies. Um, but we wanted to talk about dealing with rejection. Now, mm-hmm. ah, this is such an awkward topic to even start to... Have you ever dealt with rejection? I mean, I know it's an awkward topic, but it's a topic that everyone can relate to mm. i feel like we've all dealt with rejection whether big quote-unquote big or small rejection is rejection yeah. um so yeah i have dealt with rejection mm. um many of times um in big ways and in smaller ways but yeah. most majority of the times where i felt rejection it it hurt it's not a good feeling it's, it's not a good feeling. um it doesn't feel nice to be rejected no. um but we have to learn how to deal with it because we're gonna face rejection in this life yeah and whether that's like a job or whether that's that guy that was texting you for bare long then just stopped responding to your messages Mm -hmm. or whether that was um, a parent not being there and that making you feel like you've been rejected by that parent Mm -hmm. whether that's just in life in general um feeling like you just get rejected at every avenue whether that was that friend that said to you like i don't want to be your friend anymore Mm -hmm. or they just managed to make a new friend Mm -hmm. and now they have a new best friend and you're out of the picture so many things (laughs) Mm -hmm. can make us feel rejected and i think um just speaking for myself i think um looking at what where rejection comes from you had a definition for rejection Mm -hmm. actually yeah so i remember searching um just more information about rejection a while ago and I learned that the word rejection comes from the Latin word which means to throw back Mm. so when I was thinking about that I was thinking how many times have we felt like we've been selected for something for one reason or another and we've just been thrown back to where we where we were picked up in the first place and also rejection can also come when we feel like we're not being picked that's Mm. another form of rejection as well so um yeah rejection comes in again like we said in all shapes and forms um so yeah like the examples that you've you stated um 
it still hurts it hurts it still hurts especially um i think we were speaking about this yesterday about how sometimes you can think that life works as an equation Mm. like two plus two equals four like for example i've got my first class degree plus Mm. i have a nice outfit for that interview means i get the job Mm -hmm. and sometimes that doesn't happen Mm. um sometimes someone less qualified than you gets the job Mm. i've been a christian for so and so years plus I've kept myself means my marriage is going to be amazing Mm. or means that I will get married, Mm. but it doesn't always equal that, Mm. you know, and there's, um, what rejection does is that it shakes us, I would say. Um, and I think I like that term being thrown back because you feel the effects of being thrown. Mm. Um, and it's not even put back, it's thrown back. Yeah. To throw something back, that takes some sort of force. That's a (laughs) real It's not a nice way of putting something back. No, no, it's not. And and it's, yeah, you're right, it hurts. Mm. Um, I want to, even just for myself, I want to start by talking about how in the times when I've been rejected, Mm -hmm. because it's happened to your girl, it's happened to all of us, Mm -hmm. in the times when I've been rejected, um, something that God always gets me to do firsthand is identify, is there an idol here? Mm. Um, it, because it depends on the way you react when you've been rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that get rejected and they just go into a time of just shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not speaking to anyone. No one texts me. No one call me. No one do this. No one yeah. do that. And because you're so disappointed, you just shut out the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who go through rejection by just burying those feelings yeah. and just being like, well, you know, I don't care. I don't care. No, I don't care. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you, you do care. I saw this uh, meme the other day, and it was like, <laughs> it was like laugh out loud, mm-hmm. like really long. And then underneath it said, "I'm joking. You actually hurt my feelings." Oh, <laughs> then, but how how many of us do that? Um, I guess in order to put our defenses defenses up, when once we've been hurt we put on like a hard shell Mm. and it's like we never want to be rejected again so we're just going to put on this hard shell it's just so no one can reject us ever again yeah and ultimately something that i've had to learn the hard way the hard way is that as long as we're here on this earth we're going to face disappointments we're going to face rejection Mm. because christ came on this earth and he he literally experienced the same Mm. he was rejected um he faced disappointments the people that were meant to have his back did not have his back and these are things that we are going to face as well Mm. um i feel like with rejection the reason why we go through it a lot is because we have this thing within us that wants to be accepted yeah um so once we feel like we're not being accepted (laughs) rejection is there so mm-hmm. i'm just thinking of times where even in primary school or in secondary school there was a group of girls that you really wanted to hang out with but you weren't cool enough maybe mm-hmm. it's because you didn't dress like them listen the comb on your hair the slick the slick front. You know, that little <laughs> yeah from the front that little snake mm-hmm. gel thing yes the s the s yeah. edges of course um but it's it comes from a place of wanting to be accepted and the more I grew up, the more I realised that as long as I'm living my life knowing that I'm accepted 100% by God, mm. when things fail, when I face rejection by people, I'm still good. And I love what you said about um, being shaken because something I wrote down in my notes is that even when we get rejected, our identity should not shake. Yeah, You wow. are who you are. <laughs> you mm. are who you are in Christ. And as long as you stand in that, 
you should not be shaken by rejection. Yeah. It doesn't take any... It should not take anything from your identity. Mm. I, and I totally agree. I think what sometimes shakes us is when our identity was in that thing in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I found out that even having a parent reject you, mm-hmm. because sometimes yeah. it's it's that deep. It's that deep as a father walking away and saying that, you know, I mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of this family anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not... You know, people go through divorce and some people... Um, some parents are good at you know keeping the family together, but there's some there's some parents that are like I don't want your mom and I don't want you, yeah. and it's that deep. Or I don't mm-hmm. want your dad and I don't want you, and it's mm-hmm. and it's lock off. It's like, and it's like this person who my identity is supposed to be, and this person that's supposed to support me, provide for me, love mm-hmm. me. You know, people say that your parents are the first people that are supposed to quote unquote love you. Mm-hmm. If my dad won't even accept me, if my mum won't even accept me, why should I expect anybody else in the world to reg- to accept me? Yeah. Um, why should I expect anybody else to care for me if my parents who mm-hmm. gave Obviously, birth to me? Yeah wouldn't even do that yeah and i feel like that's the worst type of rejection that we can face in this life and speaking um from experience i grew up without my father and we went years without any sort of communication i was used to not having a dad it Mm. was literally just me and my mum um thank god i have a big family so i have uncles i have aunties i have cousins but there was still a void of not having my dad Mm. and i remember when i became a teenager um i used to sit there and think like what is it about me that you know, I don't deserve a father. Yeah. What, what is it about me? What did I do that my father's not around? And um, it, it's hard because that's, like, the main question we tend to ask when we get rejected. Like, mm. what did I do? What is wrong with me? We mm. start to second-guess yeah. our identity. And um, something that God was saying to me today when I was thinking about this topic is that um, a lot of the times rejection has to do with that person rejecting you more than it has to do with you. Yeah. And it's funny because a scenario came to mind... Um, Oh gosh, I'm just gonna expose all my details. (laughs) So I remember young Gloria around ten years ago. I remember um, there was this guy that I was talking to, Jude. Close your ears. I'm just kidding. It's not serious. Um, There was this guy I was talking to, and I remember back in those days, it was like um, it wasn't BBM, it was MSN. Mm. So messaging each other on MSN. I remember we were like, okay, we're gonna link up, we're gonna link up. And I remember then, like, there was so much pressure, like both with boys and both with girls to look a certain way, to feel accepted, to feel attractive. And I remember this guy, mate, he came to my door, <coughs> to my house, yeah? He came to my door, he knocked on the door, I opened the door, I looked at him up and down, and I was like, nope, and I closed the door in his face. I, I don't think I ever spoke to him again. And the reason why I did that was partially because I was immature, I was probably scared to, to some extent, and also because he didn't look like the way I thought he would look. Mm. Is that his problem? No. Was that my problem? Yes, because I'm the one who's was ultimately being shallow and mm. was ultimately being because immature. you didn't fit your expectations. Exactly. So mm. imagine how he felt when he went home thinking, "Rah, like I came to link this girl, and she she shut the door <laughs> in my face." Um, and how much he would have second-guessed himself and yeah. probably thought, oh, what's wrong with me? Am I too mm. this? Am I too that? And really, the problem was not, me. It was not even him. So sometimes, um, even with the example of, like, our fathers, my dad was going through a lot at the time. Mm. And I was blaming myself mm. when really it was my dad who was having issues. And as a result, he felt like he had to basically shut away yeah. and not speak to his daughter. And there was also a lot of, like, background issues going on with the family anyway Mm -hmm. but look how quick i was to start thinking it's me when it was really him so and it really it plants the seed of i am not good enough 
100%. And then any, anything that affirms that I am not good enough, mm-hmm. we sort of just... Every we sort of hold on to it in such a way mm-hmm. that everything that tells me I'm not good enough, I'm like, yeah, I knew I wasn't good enough to start yeah. with. I knew it all along. Yeah, that's why my dad left. That's where this one happened. That's why that one happened. And we mm-hmm. take everything um, to heart mm-hmm. in, sure. in ways that we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna bait myself a little bit as well. Go bait yourself <laughs> out the way I bait myself out. <laughs> it's not the bring, same. Bring it all out on the table. I remember. Um, Remember, I was speaking to this guy once, right? Hey, guys. 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 I was speaking to this guy, and um, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, like, God, this is, this is my husband. Mm-hmm. This is the person I'm going to marry. I can see it happening. How old was you, please? I'm not going to disclose that. Anyway, go on. Continue. <laughs> I was like, I can see myself marrying this person. There, there, right? So I um, led like a little um, conference mm-hmm. at the time. And the guy was like, oh, how did it go? Everything, can you send me notes of what you spoke about? Mm-hmm. Now, one of my dreams is one day to write a book, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if we're going to be married, like he's going to have to know that and, you know, accommodate that. Mm-hmm. So usually when I write notes, I just write rough notes. Mm-hmm. But I woke up at like 6 a.m. Okay. I, I really, I wrote down the notes, everything in detail went into, like I wrote down the, the nicest notes you've ever seen, bullet mm-hmm. points, Okay. You know, everything Everything was laid out. It was laid out, okay. you know. I sent it sent it to the sky and then I just you know, you sort of wait. So I waited and he his response was like, Oh, thanks for the notes. It was good. I I was like, How dare you? First of all, I woke up at six AM to write you this notes. This notes did not just come from thin air. I, I went I went lamps how dare you just say that was good that was that must have been the greatest notes you ever <laughs> I was going through it in my wow, mind wow, wow, and wow. getting so frustrated and the Holy Spirit had to pull me to the side <laughs> and say um, you can't give someone something with the strings of expectation tied to it there you go and that was so painful and then you know what the Holy Spirit does with me is that mm. he doesn't just give me surface level talks mm. we have to go down to the roots mm-hmm. so he's like okay so why why did you expect so much why why is your expectation so tied to this person mm-hmm. and all of those things and going to the roots and realizing that it had nothing to do with the notes and nothing mm-hmm. to do with that guy it had everything to do with accept me accept me mm-hmm. love me love me mm-hmm. because my, i never felt that from my dad mm-hmm. and i needed someone to say you know what you are the best thing in the world that's ever happened and when people don't react that way mm-hmm. i start to flip out Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with them. They've done nothing wrong. You know, his response mm-hmm. wasn't wrong. His response was like, thank you, that was great. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But because that was tied to, you need to accept me. Mm-hmm. And not only me, you need to accept our future together because I'm going to be a Imagine. <laughs> it was a lot to put on just one person. So would you say that, um, so there's some um, situations of rejection. So there's rejection where we weren't the cause of it so for example a parent leaving the home and you feel rejected by them that wasn't really in your hands that was something that they decided to do and you're you end up in that situation but would you say there's some situations where we we feel rejected but it was due to our own cause so for example like just feeling entitled and i know Mm. we were talking about it briefly yesterday talking about god's will and sometimes we feel entitled of, of good things it's like yeah i'm a christian i i expect a good husband everything everything mm. so i feel like sometimes with rejection um it could be down to the fact that we have um expectations that are not realistic that mm. are not of god 
we just expect this or i expected this person to do this for me and then they don't do it for you and you feel like oh wow oh, okay um, and i feel like um rejection is definitely tied to disappointment and mm. i know that a lot of times when we're disappointed it could be down to us sometimes yeah. um so i think we always need to navigate life ultimately with god and with god's wisdom and at times when we do feel rejected and it, it's kind of i don't want to say our fault but we overly expected someone to do something mm. or we felt entitled to something i think we sh- the way we react to that is key and i guess that's what we can talk about next like yeah. how do we how do we actually deal with rejection so we felt we've been rejected by whatever how do we then react because something i wrote down in my notes was that I find that rejection of often, if you don't deal with it well, it actually causes you to be stagnant. Mm. So you don't move. So for example, if you kept, I remember there was a time um, a few years ago, this was like before uni, I was applying for loads of retail jobs. I was getting rejection, emails upon rejection, upon rejection, upon rejection. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm going to stop. Mm. I'm going to stop applying. That was good. Oh, don't get me wrong. That was good for my mental health. But I find that in other situations, we give up because we've been rejected and it causes us to stand still and it causes us not to move. Mm. Um, but I feel like God is always telling us to continue to trust in him and, and continue to walk in mm. faith that that thing is going to happen. Mm. I think what... What I think about is that scripture that talks about the Lord is near the brokenhearted, mm. and God mm-hmm. and our God is the mender of broken hearts. Mm. So for me, the first step is actually going to God and saying, "God, like I've been rejected in this way," mm. because it's hard for you to identify sometimes where that rejection has come from mm-hmm. and why that rejection has affected you in the way it's it's affected you. Mm. Um, just talking to friends about it helps, mm. but. I mean, you need to have spirit-filled friends for them to be able to tell you, like, have you gone beyond the surface? Mm. So I'm upset because this person rejected me. Okay, let's go beyond that. Let's go to the root of that. Mm. It takes, it really takes spirit-led friends, which is why we always talk about have a community, have accountability. Mm. Um, You don't want friends that you'd be like, oh, this person rejected me. What? Yeah, let's go, let's go fight. I don't know what people do these days. But they, but they they start hyping the situation where there is no need. Mm -hmm. Um, so my first response is go to God and going to God in prayer. For me, sometimes going to God is prayer and is literally be saying God and then just crying. Mm-hmm. And, and there, because then, and there are times when I come to God, I'm like, God, I, I there are no words that I can use to describe how I am feeling right now, but I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, thank God that he dwells within us mm. and he's able to identify things that we can't even identify and able, and able to help us through things that we we don't even know how to vocalise mm. um, or verbalise. So, yeah, um, my, my first thing would be go to God. Yeah, I agree with what you said with identifying it um, because if we walk with ignorance and we... Or if, even if we know that that issue is there and we choose to ignore it, it's only going to become worse. Mm. The example you gave with that guy, I love that you said that when you went to God about it, he showed you that this came from a certain root. Mm. And we have to go to the root with issues. If you are someone who you are overly expecting things from people, ask yourself or ask God, like, God, where is this coming from? Yeah. And I'm sure God will, will pinpoint and show you this is where it's coming from. Mm. It came from a time where maybe when you were younger, you were rejected because so and so and so. And it it, it can be even down to little things. I remember like um, my teenage years and even like early adult years were just full of like trying to discover myself, trying to love myself. But 
it also had a lot of um, years where I was trying to be someone else. Mm. I didn't like myself, so I, I used to like, take things from different people and try to add it on me. And I remember there was this one girl um, who... This was a form of rejection. This one girl, so I went to a girl's school, and I remember I, I was, like, in year seven. She pointed at my lips. She was like, oh, look at your big lips. And I was I was baff. So I started to do this thing where I'll kind of pinch my lips or oh, kind of, like, yeah. bite them. I, yeah, Tommy's seen what I'm doing. I can't really describe <laughs> what I'm doing. But basically, bite them at the sides at so the side, they look so smaller. smaller. Um, and I was doing that for ages. Or I'll, I'll just do things that will try and, like, distract from my lips. And I, mm. and I remember thinking, where did this come from? When God showed me that very moment, I was like, Because wow. sometimes you don't even remember. You don't even remember. It could be small things. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's not always because your dad rejected you. It could be someone made a passing comment yeah. when you were younger and you just literally... That makes that in. That makes me remember when God was dealing with me about this whole Miss Independent complex that I had mm. of I can do everything by myself. I'm not asking anyone for help. Mm. I'm not trying to, you know, if I need help, I'd rather struggle and die than mm. ask somebody for help. Mm. And I remember um, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about it and he took me back to a time when I was in Nigeria at this time. Mm. And at that time, my mom lived here in the UK and my dad was always traveling. Mm. And an auntie came to my house and she saw me playing. Mm. And she said, you know... Well, she said my Nigerian name, but I ain't gonna tell you guys that name. Mm-hmm. But she was like, Tommy, like, I feel so sorry for you. Your mom is in England, mm-hmm. your dad is always away. Ah, you know, who can you even depend on? Wow. You know? And I remember, I think I was like six years old, but I remember in that mm-hmm. moment saying, I'm never going to depend on anyone, anyone. ever again in my mm-hmm. life. And it was what a, what a weird thing mm-hmm. for a six year old to decide. Mm-hmm. But then, in my adult life and going through teenage years, I, I realised how when I was struggling in school mm-hmm. and they would say, okay, go and ask this person for help, I wouldn't mm-hmm. ask for help. Um, even now, sometimes I have to be reminded, like, there is help available, reach mm-hmm. out to it. And just even seeking God, what are the roots of these situations? What mm-hmm. are the roots? Because like you yeah. said, a person comment, someone, someone bullying you about something, mm-hmm. someone just making, not even thinking too tough about it and just saying something to mm-hmm. you, can form a core belief mm-hmm. and then you live your life with that belief in mind when mm-hmm. god has already set you free f- from that mm-hmm. and there's a scripture that said it is for freedom with that christ has set us free mm-hmm. um that we're not slaves to sin mm-hmm. we're not slaves to fear we're not slaves to anxiety and the other things we're not slaves to rejection mm-hmm. um to that. that we are not slaves and god has actually set us free so if there is freedom available mm-hmm. it's important that we are trying to seek that freedom mm-hmm. we're trying to pray for that freedom we're mm-hmm. asking friends how whatever is of my life do you see that i am bound mm-hmm. and and whatever yeah, and how can i be free yeah i think you need to be intentional with dealing with rejection because it's often easy to think oh yeah i'll deal with it one day but i feel like we need to fight for our freedom yeah we actually need to fight to fight for your freedom overcome yeah. um so you need to be proactive with seeking healing, whether that means, like you were saying, Tommy, godly counsel, mm-hmm. speaking to a sister, speaking to a brother, saying, listen, this is what I've went through, like, and this is what has happened because of it. Um, if you need counselling, seek counselling as please, well. Please, please do. Because rejection can form, like, deep wounds that cannot be healed overnight. Mm. Cannot be healed overnight. So if you need to seek professional help, then I would say definitely do, because... It's literally like the way I see rejection is, especially undealt rejection, it's kind of like shackles on your feet and you're just mm-hmm. constantly walking with these shackles. And yeah, you can say, well, I'm walking, you know, I'm still functioning, but you're not functioning as 
free as you could without mm. those shackles so I think we need to be so intentional with seeking that help um seeking God's face I remember um the way I dealt with majority of my daddy issues was on my knees at uni in my room mm. by myself because I just did not understand why I was over relying on men mm. and why I felt like I was let down by men I let it out to God like yeah. like you were saying I cried I was like God what is this what is this and that's how I got my healing um mm. I can't say it happened overnight there was a lot of renewing of my mind that I had to do but ultimately I I, I literally went to God crying out saying I don't want these shackles anymore mm. and that's how I got my and I think you need to get to a point where you you hate the shackles exactly you need you need to hate the slavery you need to hate the fact that why do i feel this way Mm -hmm. and hate it enough to go to god and Mm -hmm. seek help and seek counseling and seek whichever help is available to you Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. go out and seek it because honestly you need you need to hate being bound in this way and it's it's the same thing that you said and something that i mentioned in the previous podcast was about was about friendships and male Mm -hmm. attention why does male Mm -hmm. attention mean so much to you sis and why does female attention mean so much to you bro Mm -hmm. why is it that if in a week a girl doesn't message you if a guy doesn't message you you start to feel like oh or if you don't get male attention you start to am i ugly is this this is this that um Mm-hmm. What, why is it that physical touch means so much to you mm-hmm. why is it that words of affirmation mean so much to you because to be honest mm-hmm. as much as we all have our um, love languages mm-hmm. sometimes you need to test why does this mean so much to me that mm-hmm. if somebody does not give me this certain level of affection it's that mm-hmm. they don't love me or even check the opposites like why do you flinch when people touch you yeah like, i mean don't get me wrong i know not everyone's a touch i'm not person. a physical touch person <laughs> girl you have to be overtired <laughs> yeah but then remember when we first remember when we first when i first came into community and people yeah. would try to hug me and i was just and like, you were like no no so i get that some people don't like that but others they have that because of some sort of rejection or some sort of hurt from their past like I don't want to go too deep into it, but it could be that or you just not accepting any compliments because mm. maybe in the past you've been called the opposite. So when people are actually complimenting you, you're not taking it. Mm. You, you you feel like they're lying. Mm. So I think we need to check all our... Yeah. Everything, honestly. Check, go, go down the list. Something... Ask yourself, why? why? Why do I do this? Why do I think this? Why do I say this? It Could this be due to something that happened in my past? And even something that came to my mind is, you know, sometimes some people, like, when they get to bed, they fall asleep immediately. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those people. I think myself to bed. Oh, I sleep. <laughs> Head to the pillow. Good night. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a gift. But I think myself to bed and for a long time, whenever I'll put my head on the pillow to sleep, what will come up is you did this wrong today, you said this wrong, wow. you did this. And it's just critical voices mm. um that will come into my mind of, Oh, you're not good enough because of this. Mm. And actually identifying do I have voices in my mm. head that are criticizing me? Mm. Do I criticize myself more than I need mm. to? Mm-hmm. Um whenever people say, Well done, sis, or well done, bro, mm-hmm. am I then like, No, nah, they're lying to me? Mm-hmm. No, it, it can't be. And why do I feel that way? Um, could it could it be a case in which because of words that have been said to me mm-hmm. by friends or by parents that I no longer believe God's truth over me? Um, mm. I think there needs to be a place where we're actually going over God's truth and believe in them. Yeah. You can read them fearfully and wonderfully made and think, oh yeah, cool. Mm. 
But I think it takes another way to read it and be like, yes, I am fearfully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. Whether mm-hmm. I'm tall or short, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And mm-hmm. um, allowing God's word to go into our hearts and actually allowing God's word to renew us, mm-hmm. renew the way we think. That's what it talks about in Romans 12, renewing mm-hmm. your mind. Your mind yeah. Renew the way you think about yourself. Re- renew the way you, you thought about that rejection. Yeah, so I think also um, something that links is just knowing your identity. Mm. Because if you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, if someone was to reject you because they say you're too ugly, ultimately that will hurt our flesh. But it should not. It should not shake our identity. Mm. Should it shake who? It should it shake our uh, stance in Christ, if that makes sense. Mm. And I feel like oftentimes rejection can just shake you up. You're like, whoa. Yeah. There's one meme that comes to mind. Is that um, Mr. Crab? From, um, oh yeah, the one, the, the one with the, the, shaky the, one. With the like, blurry one. Rejection can just make you think, what is going on? <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like, for example, if you're someone who's applying for jobs, I'm someone in that predicament at the moment. Mm. You shouldn't take rejection and think, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. Oh, it's because I'm I, I I can't write. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, perspective has to change. So I mm. feel like um, there was a point that I wrote down. When it comes to rejection, what you should do is look at other people who have dealt with rejection before mm. and look how they bounce back. Mm. They may have been thrown back, thrown away, as the um, the Latin word means, but see how they stand after they've been thrown. Mm. Another thing is I actually can't think about rejection without thinking about the story of Leah in the Bible. We find her story in Genesis 29 and, you know, the Bible talks about her sister, Rachel, and how Rachel was beautiful. And then when it comes to describing Leah, you know, he says, the Bible says that, um she has a lazy eye um she had she had a weak eye it's interesting seeing the way her story plays out because you know jacob is in love with her sister rachel um but then her dad just hands her over to him whilst they are married whilst they are together as husband and wife jacob is working to get her sister's hand in marriage you see her wanting and working for his affection. You see her giving birth to these sons time after time and saying, okay, now my husband would love me. Now my husband would love me. Now my husband would love me. And then until the end when she got to, you know what? Now I will praise the Lord. Um, I think there was something with Leah where she got to a point where she was like, actually, I can't keep living my life to satisfy this person. And I think in the same way, when we are rejected by people, we can sometimes feel like we need to keep working for their affection. Okay, I'm going to keep working. Okay, now they will love me. Okay, if I just do this, if I just do that, um, with that parent that maybe rejected us, we can think, okay, if I just if I just do this, they'll finally love me. Um, with that relationship that we know that should have come to an end a long time ago, if I just do this, um, maybe they will love me. Maybe they'll recognize that I have value. Um, with that with that friendship, if I just do this, maybe they won't reject me. And we do so many things to fit in, and it's interesting because the opposite of belonging is actually fitting in. It's pretending to be someone you're not, so that other people will accept you. Um, because of that fear of rejection Um, so I think we need to be encouraged not to live our lives wanting people's approval wanting people not to reject us and you know compromising our beliefs compromising who we are um, in order to accommodate what other people um, think about us and how other people feel about us thank you for listening to the tummy comfort podcast we pray that you've been blessed and edified by this episode. Follow our social media at Tommy Comforts on Instagram and Twitter. Live love.